Hey, Horace, give us three shots of your best bourbon. And have that Russian waiter I like bring it over. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russian Tim, and I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Tune into CITR 101.9 FM every Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. And you can also find the podcast on CITR.ca, iTunes, and my blog, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com.
Hello, hello! You are listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Welcome to the show, my friends. We are broadcasting live, that means on live, that we didn't practice anything, from University of British Columbia, Canada. My name is Russian Tim, and today is a very exciting show. Great success. Uh, we started off things here with a song called Paraya by the band called Red Dawns all the way from Portland, Oregon. This track was uh, originally released on their album called Fake Meets Failure. Yes, which came out on Deranged Records. But a year ago, this album was re-released in the form of cassette on a record label which is called Host Hat Records, Canadian record uh, label. And today in the show, we will f- focus on this amazing record label. Uh, household, house Hat, sorry, Host Hat. I'm nervous. Host Hat Records is a ra- label which is based out of Toronto and Vancouver now. Uh, they released albums by such amazing bands as Banner Pilot, Sonic Avenue, Steve Adamick Band, White Wires, Needles and Pins, and many, many others. And today in studio, I have one of the co-owners of this label, Patrick. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, Tim. Great success. Welcome. Thanks for finding time to talk to me. Oh, and not at all. Welcome to the show. It's an honor. I'm glad to be here. Great success. Uh, so uh, you tweeted that you're not sure what will go on today, oh, geez. but I will reveal the secret. Today on the show, we'll talk about your record label. Awesome. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the history, how it all started. Uh, we talk a little bit about being um, a small record label in the current circumstances of record music industry. Yeah, yeah of course. And then we obviously talk a little bit about uh, different scenes in Canada. All right. But to start off thing, let's play the most recent release on Hose Hat Records. Know, you know what, Tim? That's not even that bad. I've heard way worse interpretations oh. of Hose Hat than that. Hose Hat yeah. Records. Yeah. See? <laughs> I will. Oh, the goal for me by the end of the hour yeah. to figure out how it, to pronounce get it. Okay. Hose Hat Record Label. <laughs> so we'll start with the most current, the most recent release, which is by the band called TV Freaks. Could you please introduce them? Yeah, yeah. TV Freaks are a punk band from Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, town known for really good punk bands and steel mills. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah, it's a three-song seven-inch. Just came out, put it out in June. Um, it's it's kind of on the outside spectrum of what Hosehead does a lot. Like, it's a hardcore band, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, although they're hardcore-ish, I guess. Uh, but it doesn't really fit in with, like, the power pop or glammy stuff that we've done before. But it, it's amazing. It's just it's awesome <laughs> i can't get over it i listen to it all the time still okay it's great let's check it out so we will hear the a side which is called leeches yeah leeches yeah it's oh. a good song all right <laughs> let's start so we'll play a few releases from host head sounds good sounds good uh just to get you introduced to the record label and check out a few most recent releases and this is the t-freaks with a song called leeches
Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to the radio station CITR and this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Welcome to back on air in terms of us playing some punk rock music today. And the focus of today's show is Post Hat Records. I'm already pronouncing yeah, it better. You're getting better, I will say. Ah. That's good. You're my witness that all, whatever, 11 minutes we've been listening to music, I've been practicing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Here you go. You gotta practice, man. All right. So, thanks. Thanks. So, uh, let's quickly go over the uh, releases we played for you. Obviously, all those releases were released on Hose Hat Records. That and we true. started with a brand new release, which is available. Yeah. Available. Yeah. I still have clear vinyl copies, too. Ooh, I, brought, I brought one for you. Okay. Oh, thank Check you. Check that out. It looks pretty cool. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. TV Freaks from Hamilton, Ontario, and that was an A-side from their 7-inch uh, called Leeches of the same name, Leeches. Yeah. Right after that, we heard Average Times from Ontario as well. Other from Ottawa, yeah. Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah. Ottawa, Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> Capital city, man. Uh, self-titled album came out on Hosehead Records, obviously, and that was an opening track called Popsicle, and the reason we played this song because the band just released a wonderful video which is available to your uh, visual pleasures on Facebook and even YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you go to YouTube, just type in Average Times Popsicle, it'll be there. Uh, right after that, Steve Adam McBand, um, aside from his uh, single Monterey, and Steve Adam McBand, as we discussed, is coming over here to play a show for us, Vancouver yeah. Yeah. people. Yeah, uh, October 3rd. Uh, October 3rd, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. Uh, right after that, we heard Pink Wine uh, from their Untitled, it's very, be very careful, it's Untitled album, uh, the, the track called Persistent Cops, and the final track was by Sam Coffey and the Iron Lungs, All to Myself, uh, that was the track, a title track. All those releases came on Host Hat Records, and Patrick is in studio, one of the co-owners owners of the... Of the label, of Jose Records, that's right, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how it all started. I know that uh, your um, business partner, Mike, yeah. he was uh, he started the label because he needed to release a release yes, he, yeah. by his pen. How did you, how did all, how did all, how did it all start? <laughs> and how did you come on board? Uh, well, I was on board, like, from the very start. It was uh-huh. uh, Mike's band, he plays bass in a band called First Bass, mm-hmm. and um, they had, a like, a three-song like demo or EP that they wanted to put out and he just wanted to do a tape so he just we just made up a name mm-hmm. and wrote it on the label or wrote it on the tape not thinking it was going to go anywhere and then started selling them online and they sold very very quickly and then we just kept putting out more tapes <laughs> like took that money and did another one so um, that's like a classic uh, um, sort of Strategy. Yo, for sure. Uh, so yeah. you want to release your own uh, music, you don't have a label, so you start your own, and then that's it the becomes well, an epitaph. Right. <laughs> well, not quite. But uh, it, like that's the classic punk story. Is it's like no, no, no label wants to do it, so you make up a label, uh-huh. so it doesn't just say self-released or whatever. It sounds more legit, and then the ball just starts rolling. Cool. And it hasn't stopped yet. So, you mentioned cassette. I, yeah, I'm yeah. still like freaked out. Cassettes. To me, this is this is crazy. So, could you please tell the story why it was had to be specifically cassette? Okay. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, how it all came about. Okay. About so, so, so to answer your question, it didn't have to be specifically cassettes, <laughs> um, but pressing records is really expensive. And Mike found a set of like uh, tape duplicators uh-huh. on Kijiji for sale for like fifty bucks or like like seventy five bucks or whatever. And uh, so he picked those up. So it was it was just dirt cheap. Like we put out the tape for like, I think we spent like a hundred bucks on it total. Like did all the artwork ourselves, photocopied it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so it was it was dirt cheap, which is like one tenth the price of doing a seven inch. Um, so n- neither Mike or I were never really in love with tapes too much. I mean, I have a bunch and I have a tape deck and 
I play them sometimes, but like we're both record junkies. Like we both love records way more than we like tapes. Uh, it was just a money thing. Uh-huh, and so, uh-huh. like I said, like the ball starts rolling. So we started doing tapes and the tapes, and then eventually we had saved up enough money to put out that Sam Coffee single. That was the first record we did, like the first actual record we did. That was Hosehead number 17. So we did 16 tapes up until that point. Um, And then since then, we've been doing fewer and fewer tapes and more and more records. And I think the last five releases have been all, or last four releases have been records. And looking into the future, the next like 10 are records. Like we're done. Like tapes aren't, Uh we don't need to do tapes anymore. (laughs) Okay. So, but still, I am very curious about not, not maybe right now in terms of you and your label, but in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So 20. Roughly, let's say 20 releases yeah. on host hat on tapes. Yeah. Uh, each is 100 uh, people, or 100, sorry, 100 copies. So yeah, we're doing 100 copies of each tape. 2,000 uh, potential target market, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah, for sure. So where those 2,000 people listen to tapes? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do hear about people who buy them just to buy them, don't have a tape deck, and that's fine, because like, if a band's first release is a tape and it's five bucks on a merch table and that's all they've got, like... Why, why why wouldn't you buy it? It supports the band. Like Obviously, they don't have the band fund to record and master and release a record. And so I, I think it comes down to money a lot for bands as an incentive uh-huh. to release it because it's a very low bar to <laughs> actually get it done. As far as people buying it, who knows? Like the, There are lots of people who love tapes. They look at Burger Records. Burger Records wouldn't exist if, pe- if there weren't people out there who liked tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether they're playing them or they're just looking at them or they're smashing them or whatever they want to do, the point is they're buying them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You mentioned the very, very first uh, release by uh, First Base, yes, which yeah. is Mike's band. Yeah, and absolutely. how about we check out the song of that very, very first Hose Hat Records uh, release? Cool. What uh, song do you want to play? Party. Party, 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 party. Party. Yeah. That's the first track. For, yeah, opening opening song. So this is how Hose Head Records started. This is first bass, party, party, party.
Hi, I'm Max from Sonic Avenues. You're listening to Rocket from Russia. You are listening to the radio station CITR. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim, and today in studio I have Patrick, who is a co-owner of the magnificent, fantastic <laughs> record label called Who's Hat Records. I don't know about that one. No, I do. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. There you go. Uh, we just heard uh, three songs, all by Canadian bands. The first one was by was the very, very first release of Hosehead Records. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first bass uh, that was a track called "Party, Party, Party" from an EP of the same title. Yeah, it was released on a cassette, but we played an MP3. We cheated. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, right after that, we heard two uh, songs which were released on uh, different labels, but Hoset Records handled the tape release. Yeah. Uh, the White Wires, uh, it was from the White Wires number two, uh, Let's Go to the Beach. And then we heard Sonic Avenues, Fantastic Sonic Avenues, uh, Television Youth, that was a title track from their second studio album. And Sonic Avenues are coming to Vancouver, BC, Canada, October 23rd at the Electric Owl. I'm very excited for that one. I love yeah. that band. Yeah, yeah, we just very enjoyed both uh, the great track by, yeah. by uh, Sonic Avenues. Uh, before we talk a little bit to the next part of the interview, could you please share a magnificent story how you tried to make a Hose Hat Records t-shirts, but it ended up being White Wires t-shirts? <laughs> uh, speaking of White Wires. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely do that. How'd you, how'd you hear about that? I guess, uh, yeah, okay, it's out there, I guess. Um, yeah, the story there is the, uh, the first White Wires record um, is just called, uh, I think it's Girly 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 is what it's called. Um, and the cover is uh, three bodies with wires coming out of their heads. And it says the white wires on top of it. And so one day, I was in university at the time, I was born in class. My laptop had like 10% battery left, so I had like two minutes, like three minutes or whatever, because my battery life sucks. Uh, <laughs> to Photoshop that and I just I just took out the wires on the heads and put in like ho- like garden hoses and I literally just cut and pasted the letters on white wires I, I changed it to hose head records and so it's really like crude looking and it's like a terrible design it's not aesthetically pleasing and I was convinced that we should make t-shirts of it so I found a girl online who's uh, gonna screen print us some shirts and so I sent her the design and then she was like this is like weird like like what's what's like what is this design about and so, so I sent her the link to the original white wires artwork and I'm like, it's a reference to this. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, makes perfect sense. Got it. <laughs> so like a week goes by and she prints these shirts and she sends me a picture of it. And she actually, she accidentally, I guess, printed the original artwork, not the <laughs> like referential artwork. <laughs> so she shipped me like 30 or 40 White Wires t-shirts <laughs> instead of Hosehead t-shirts. You're like the biggest fan of the band by that I, time. Oh, no, no. I love that band. But, but no no other fan has 40 shirts exactly, from their yeah. first album. Identical shirts. Yeah, exactly. Like, And I... I don't need, like, an extra-large white wire shirt. Why would I, right? Uh, and so, luckily, luckily, I uh, talked to Ian, who plays uh, guitar in that band, and he agreed to buy them off me for cost. <laughs> and so I, like, unofficially... I, I, I pretty much... Uh, I bootlegged White Wires t-shirts accidentally. <laughs> so someone who owns that shirt owns a rarity. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I, I don't even have one. <laughs> yeah. White Wires t-shirts. That's a good study. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, all right. Um, the next thing I always wanted to talk to the people who run record labels is uh, the process. The process that goes behind because we just see the final stage. We see the announcement. Yeah. Hey, buy right. this from this, this. Yeah, please do. Please buy it. Please do. <laughs> uh, but um, what happens uh, between two moments when you have an uh, in your head an idea? Hey, mm-hmm. I want to release this album. Yeah. Or this EP, the seven inch. And the moment when we buy it off the shelves. Could you please tell a little bit about the process? Because uh, to my understanding, there's a lot of things which we as consumers don't even think or even know about. Oh, of course, yeah. Which are like huge steps in that process. Uh, absolutely. And like anyone who's ever put out a record before knows how messy it can be, how, how, how quickly it can get messy. Um, but sometimes it's amazing. Like, I mean, it's always amazing. But so, sometimes it's a really bad experience. Um, so... I mean, like first steps recording the music, right? Like bands gotta bands gotta have some songs that you want to do, and mm-hmm. luckily, Hosehead's been lucky enough to be able to work with an awesome band, awesome Canadian bands. 
Um, and so I have this TV Freaks record in front of me. So like the story there is that they they recorded. Uh, three songs mm-hmm. uh, and they agreed to do a seven inch like two years ago and finally we got around to doing it so there's a lot of waiting in, in <laughs> putting it records there's tons of waiting um, and so luckily with this record with the TV Freaks record um, TJ and the band TJ and Dave are both artists so they were able to handle like all the artwork that went with it so that that's always a plus um, but really it comes down to you know sending the music to a record plant sending a check to a record plant and waiting for like Three months, four months, sometimes. Um, yeah, like I said, tons of waiting. But so you you essentially just put the music in, you give them the money, mm-hmm. they mail you some test pressings. Um, what's what's always? I was curious. What's the purpose of test pressing? Okay, so so the test pressings they they, they actually make like the mother plates right mm-hmm. at, at the plant to actually stamp the records, and so the, they'll stamp like anywhere from like four to like ten. Some labels will request more, and they'll mail them to you so you can listen to them and make sure that everything's right. Mm-hmm. So if two tracks are are backwards. Or if there's like a skip in one song, or there's like a mastering defect, you 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 have ten records to know the issue rather than getting a full press of like 300 or 500 oh, records. Okay, I see. I that see. that all have a problem on them, right? Uh-huh. And so it's just like it, it, it's like an insurance policy, yeah, pr- yeah. pretty much. They they want you to know that it's going to end up well. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And then of course re- uh, test pressings. Some people pay a ton of money for them because technically they're usually the most rare version of that record. If you're a collector, uh-huh, you find uh-huh. a test pressing of a record you love, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good find, right? Um, usually with Hosted, I make uh, only enough tests. Uh, I I get one, Mike gets one, and then I make one for each member in the band. Uh-huh. So every every release has a different uh, number, number of, t- of t- test pressings. But I, I don't put them on eBay or try and sell them to fans or anything. I just like I want it to be a keepsake for the people who had their hand in that record. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you get the test pressings. Hopefully the, they're good. Hopefully. I mean, I've never had an issue with that. They've always been good for me. Luckily. Um, and then once you approve them, then they, then the plant goes off and makes the records. And then, uh, I mean, you pay like a ton of money for shipping and they eventually, eventually hit your doorstep, hopefully. Um, I've, I've heard that a couple years ago, like I've only been doing this since 2011. I've heard maybe five years ago, uh, the turnaround time was, you know, like five or six weeks and Mm -hmm. you'd have the record in your hand. Now I'm looking at like 15 or 16 weeks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and that's a bummer, but it's just because, um, mo- like, obviously more and more people are putting out records, more and more people are buying records, and people are opening record stores now. It's awesome. Mm. Uh, but they're not building record plants anymore, because it's just, it's cost prohibitive to actually build a record pressing machine, because it's so expensive. And even, you know, people who are, like, specialists in repairing them are few and far between. So there's really, really long lines. Uh, and especially for independent labels, there's re- even longer lines. Yeah. Uh, to get to get your record done, so it's a lot of patience, really. Um, yeah, I mean, like if you've got if you've got uh, uh, anything recorded and you've got a checkbook, you can put out a record. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds easy enough. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was surprised at how easy it was, but I was also surprised at how many steps there are. Like, you know, as a as a record buyer, you don't always consider that like the labels mm-hmm. on a record are made somewhere else. Oh. Or it's mastered somewhere else, and there's a lot of shipping involved. So I, I you got to pay some person to print the labels and then ship it to the actual record pressing pressing plant, and they've got to make sure. And so there's so many steps where something can go wrong, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of times you see bands miss their release dates. Oh, I see. Because there's they missed one step. They exactly. Or it's got delayed. There's one small mistake or a delay, and then the, and then all of a sudden you're playing a release show without records. <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the worst. Uh, it happens often though. <laughs> yeah. 
Alright, let's listen to some more music now that I would like to play a few of my uh, favorite releases of Whole Set Records. So we'll start with Banner Pilot. Their very first release, uh, Past the Poison, was released on the tape uh, on Whole Set Records. That's right, yeah. And yeah, let's start with, again, that's my favorite track of this uh, release called Sun Belt Scars. So this is Banner Pilot on Rocket from Russia.
Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And that was weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. We're almost done here. Just five minutes to go. Uh, let's quickly talk what... Uh, we heard the first track was by Banner Pilot uh, from Minnesota that was from their debut release Past the Poison and that was a track called Sunbelt Scars again this um, who's had records handled the cassette release uh, cassette yeah cassette yeah. release yeah. 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 tape release yeah. Uh, yeah tape tape that's yeah. the word and right after that uh, The Decay um, that was a track called The Other Face uh, from their split with Wayfarer another band from Ontario and the name of the split is Decay Fairer <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah Decay Fairer yeah. okay good <laughs> and uh, again that was the tape release handled by uh, the Hoseid Records that's me yeah. alright we have a few minutes left just let's quickly a little bit talk about the difference between the Toronto and and uh, sorry Toronto and uh, Vancouver scenes and the reason I'm asking you because you you grew up in uh, Ontario yeah, you've, yeah you've been a member of that scene for a long long time a few months ago you moved here you've already been to so many different shows so I think you can have an idea <laughs> what other difference what are the, if there are if what there are, are the difference uh, could you play talk a little bit well there, I'll tell you first there definitely are differences uh-huh. between Toronto and Vancouver as far as music goes like yes I, I like born and raised outside Toronto lived in Toronto like that's where I'm from right uh-huh. and so it was only a couple months I think it was like three or four months ago now that I moved here and I moved here with my girlfriend and Mike stayed in Toronto so he, he's still there and I'm here so we're we're uh, by uh, I was gonna say by uh, time zone we're by time zone now uh-huh. um, yeah so Toronto is um it's a, as far as like styles of music go, both both cities have pu- have punk scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously, obviously, any city that has a music scene is gonna have a punk scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, uh, that punk scene is definitely different. Like Vancouver's very eclectic. I, I found it's very, um, it's not quite weird. It's not quite harsh, but it's a little bit more on like the, uh, yeah, you know, weird side yeah. uh, of punk. Whereas in in Toronto, it's a little more. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna say conservative because Toronto still has like. Like TV freaks. Well, they got TV freaks. They got a new band called VCR. Um, can you swear on the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a band called Shit in Toronto. <laughs> like, like, there's a huge hard- hardcore scene there as well. Um, but, I mean, the reputation that Toronto has music wise is that it's a very, like, uh, clicky city. Uh-huh. Uh, and I see that for sure. Um, there are bands that don't like other bands. There's people that don't like other people. And there's labels that don't like other labels. And wow. it's like. I think because there's so many bands out there that that kind of becomes inherent. I'm sure that would probably happen in any city if it gets big enough, you know? Uh, Vancouver has a reputation, you know, no fun city. Uh, but And maybe that's true, but I, I'm into that. You know, like, I, I want the early show. I want, like, I want to be home by 11.30, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, um, But, it, yeah, the music is definitely a little more out there. Like, grunge revival is huge here, mm-hmm. I, I've noticed. Like, like, especially with, like, Deadsoft, that new Deadsoft LP on Kingfisher Blues. Like, that's... That that's like grunge revival, and people are eating it up. <laughs> and I don't think that would really fly in Toronto, from my perspective. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't seen them yet. I've heard the record; it's great. But um, the, there's a lot of that I've found so far, at least. And like a band like the Ballantines, like I can't think of another modern band that sounds like the Ballantines. Certainly not in Ontario. Uh-huh. I don't. I, I I don't know if that would if that would fly out there. Uh-huh. Um, and not because people don't like that, just because people aren't that creative out there. <laughs> or maybe used to different things. Yeah, and yeah. Not, not... Absolutely, right? Um, but I'm definitely into the music scene out, out here. Um, like, the bands that I've seen so far that are from out here are great. They're awesome. Maybe I'm just going to all the right shows. <laughs> um, but, like, I went to that Needles and Pins new Sensei show at um, 
and any social uh, two two weeks ago, and yeah. that was bonkers. Yeah, that's crazy. There was like like four hundred people like in a parking lot behind the skate shop. <laughs> it was awesome. I've never been to anything like that. Well, I went to this Vice show in Toronto a couple years back for North for North by Northeast. Uh-huh. There we go. North by Northeast doesn't happen here, and that's a total shit show in Toronto. It's the worst. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like five thousand bands. And it's like 4,998 bands that you would never want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Great festival. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, at, at least, like, they don't really care about punk music. And that's sort of, like, obviously sort of what we're into. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Vancouver's just, it, it, it's, it's a more alternative city, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I was recently in Seattle, recently in Portland. And those are both also very al- alternative cities. I'm doing air quotes on the radio. Um, and Vancouver's obviously not that far out there but it's farther out there than Toronto is uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, like you don't really see that many like punks like like real crust street yeah. punks hanging out in Toronto but like they're all over the place here it's awesome it's great <laughs> <laughs> alright so we will be waiting for a Vancouver release on Hose Head Records oh it's coming up it's already it's already in the works man okay first first band uh, I guess west of Kitchener Ontario that we've ever worked with it's already it's already it's at the plant right now it's can you it. can you no. send okay not yet okay we will be waiting <laughs> I will send it to you when, please, when it's released please yeah. do alright so let's quickly uh, tell people where people can uh, listeners can get the Hosehead Records releases yeah um, so everything that's in print's available on hosehead.records.ca. Mm-hmm. Um they're also for sale on Bandcamp so it's hosehedrecords.bandcamp.com pretty sure um, I also sell all my stuff on Discogs if you guys use Discogs that's a great one Um, but I mean, like locally, I keep all my stuff in stock at all the, like the good record stores. Like, go to Neptune, you go to Dandelion, you go to Red Cat. Like, they they've all got Hosehead Records releases. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple of seven inches and an LP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for an interesting conversation. Man, thanks, thanks. for having me. It's it's been great. Wonderful. All right. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can check out the podcast on citr.ca, uh, on facebook.com slash rocketfromrussia, on iTunes, and I have a blog, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com, with all the previous episodes, list of upcoming shows, and list of the interviews I've done over the past four years. Uh, Patrick, again, thank you so much, man, for coming. This was a wonderful uh, experience for me. I mean, me too, man. I had a great I had a great time. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Hopefully, the listeners enjoyed that as well. Yeah. And to wrap up, thanks we will play obviously another uh, um, song which was released on uh, Hosehead Records uh, that was a compilation oh that's actually a Vancouver band oh jeez there you go okay yeah yeah there you go uh, Vancouver so, band okay so you already had one. happened a couple years ago West okay well th- this will be the first record Okay. West of okay. Kitchener, <laughs> oh. yeah. So, yeah, Needles and Pins, uh, you guys released uh, something called a compilation, pretty much everything so far. Yeah, pretty much everything so far. So on a tape, uh, all the previous releases by Needles and Pins, including their first album, 1234, and a few 7-inches were combined on one tape. On one tape, yeah. And released by Hosehead Records. Yeah, and see, that's the best thing about tapes, is you can put, like, ni- 90 minutes on a, on a side, right? Oh, like, yeah, we, we, we crammed that thing full of music. Oh, yeah. crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. That was great. And we're uh, done here. And this is Needles and Pins. Hail Bob. Uh, this is it. Cool. Have, a, have a wonderful thanks again for coming to the show. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, see you next week. Uh, have a wonderful time. Until then. And this is Needles and Pips. Needles and Pips. <laughs> Needles and Pips. Hail Bob. Bye bye.